is do you ever do that same thing for you like instead of dealing with an issue that you're having yourself mm -hmm. do you say not right now absolutely right. i'm really good at that yeah. yeah yeah it's not a great skill to have yeah but i'm really good at i like to stay positive but mm. it's not always the best route to go yeah. it's like sometimes you do have to sit in the muck for a little while right. i don't like that yeah i don't like to be down for a long period of time and you know, as my creative partner probably knows, I, I'm not. Mm -hmm. There's there's moments, and we talk about that with each other. Like sometimes we have funks, mm -hmm. but you know, getting that out is sort of like I just I want to be over that. Right. I want to I want to get to the happy again yeah. and see the positive again. All right, guys. I am so happy to welcome Krista Stoffer to the. Power Up Project podcast. Um, she's the Academy Director at Boxland Media. Um, in addition to uh, the many, many other titles that you carry, um, to kind of give you guys an idea, when I asked Krista for a list of her titles to text me, it was like a three-flick sketch uh, text bubble. Um, you do many things. Um, we met each other uh, right after COVID um, when my Unicorn Book was getting canceled. Mm -hmm. I came and did your podcast. Yep. And uh, so it's really cool to get there. And I, you know, before you go and jump in to tell everybody kind of what you do, I just want to kind of tell you what I have what learned you about you. Okay. Yeah. I'm scared. Um, <laughs> it's all good stuff. Okay. What, I, what I have always thought is awesome about Krista is every time I see her, she is present, mm. incredibly kind, um, and really, really good at making you feel welcome. Um, you know, she's very quick, very funny. Um, I know from all of your social media accounts that you work incredibly hard. <laughs> you're a hustler. We talked a little bit about that before we get on here. And um, you're also really good at uh, pulling emotion out of people and, and, and getting that done. So, you know, and so everybody kind of knows uh, – Krista is an actor, a singer, casting director, improv coach. Uh, she's an acting coach, voice coach. She's a coach of coaches and more coaches and, and all that stuff. So I guess to kind of start off, you could kind of give us like a sum all of that up into so we can kind of all know you and, yeah. and some of your passions. Yeah. Um, I guess performing mm -hmm. above all, that kind of encompasses everything that I do and what I like to teach people because I am a performer, but I love helping other people get to their place of whatever they want to do performance wise. Awesome. Yeah. And so performing, like what's, what's the root of that? Like, where'd that come from? Parents. Okay. Mom is an opera singer. Um, so I grew up with that and wow. Yeah, I know it's kind of a weird statement to start yeah. with. A lot of people are like, I'm so yeah. so sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> but no, she was performing all the time. We went to rehearsals with them. My dad sang as well. When I was four, mom won an opera competition and she went to Austria for two months, met the head of the Ohio State Theater Department, music department, and that's how we ended up here. Wow. Yeah. That is wild. So, so it's so kind of been literally it's grew in up the family. Mm -hmm. yeah. I didn't know that other kids didn't just go to rehearsals with their parents. Oh. Wow. But, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So in, in that process of, mm -hmm. of putting, you know, uh, different, in different roles, how does like acting play in uh, dealing with life in general? It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's, it's taught me how to listen and observe. And I think that's one of the biggest things as an actor is just observing humans 
because that's what we do is we're portraying other other people. So we have to cognizant of what does that person do? I, I one of my favorite things is just to sit in a public place, public place, and just figure out what, what's the relationship there, what's going on between them. It's just fun, right? So it's it's being aware of people, listening to people, and getting stories. We've talked about this in improv that yeah. you bring your experiences from the outside world in to whatever you're doing, and then create something new from there. Does it ever get in the way of like you, the person, versus oh, yeah, the absolutely. role that you're playing? <laughs> um, or the or the 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 passion of wanting to be a better coach, a better actor, mm-hmm. and all that. Does it ever kind of leak into your everyday life? It does. I think um, it is time consuming. Mm. There's a lot of thought to it when I probably should put my thoughts elsewhere, but it's, it's a constant, it's a constant. There's music in my head all the time. There are pictures and I have conversations with nobodies in the car and in the shower and in my mind. And yeah, it's just a constant script or musical going on in my head all the time. Right. It's frightening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what what would you say is like your favorite thing that you've done that you could really kind of look at and say like that was tapped straight into my oh. soul? Oh, that's hard. Um, production wise, there's there's been a lot. So I'm actually currently in a in a, pro- a production that is probably one of the hardest and most beautiful ones that I've ever been a part of. It is a play about Parkinson's. Hmm. Um, and my co-actor has Parkinson's, was diagnosed early onset, and he interviewed 12 Parkinson's patients and their caregivers and wrote a one-act play. Oh, and wow. so he plays the Parkinson's patient, and I play his wife and two doctors and a psychotherapist and a very kooky, holistic therapist on top of that. But it is, it's 45 minutes of complete and total digging in not only to five different characters, but as you can imagine, it's extremely emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, And while it's not, I mean, I don't fake cry. That's not a thing. It's not a thing for me. I can, Mm -hmm. but I choose not to. It's more just setting into, this is really sad. and Mm -hmm. I really feel this. So it's, that has been probably one of the most incredible productions to be a part of. And just to hear how people are affected by it of, you know, people that have Parkinson's, people that care for people that have Parkinson's or family members that have Parkinson's and seeing Matthew, who is, you know, he's he's five years into his Parkinson's mm-hmm. diagnosis, but getting to share the stage with him and see his experiences and see this is not his life that he's playing on stage, but it is portions of lives that he knows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's devastating, but at the same time, it's hopeful. And that was his goal with the with the product was that, yeah, you know, we we can wallow in this and we can suffer in it or we can find the hope and the good and move forward. Yeah. So it's we continue to perform. We've been performing it for a year now and we're doing it here in the studio in a couple of weeks. We're going out to L.A. to do it. Uh, we're going out to Alabama later on in the year, a couple of colleges. And it's it's so exciting to be a part of something that is I hate to, for a good cause. It sounds terrible, but for a good purpose, yeah. a life changing purpose for yeah. some. So, yeah, it's amazing. So it, it's, I always am amazed by how much we devalue our story, mm-hmm. but then how much sharing our story brings oh, people into our world. So how much do you think that role plays into your life of being a person that tells other people's stories? Mm-hmm maybe somebody else has written things yeah. for you to 
remove those hats. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that transition for you like going from the chaotic world of being a mom and mm-hmm. a wife and all of these things to all of a sudden now I got to be here? Like, yeah. what's that? What do you go through to, to switch, to flip that switch? I don't know if it's a skill or something I should discuss with a therapist, but I'm really good at turning it off, leaving mm-hmm. it outside the door. Um, there's, that's one of the things about being an actor is like, leave your stuff outside that. Yeah. There's to some degree you can use it. It's not healthy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there've been a lot of situations where something traumatic or sad or nerve wrecking has happened. And I have to shut that off because I'm teaching or because I'm performing. It's like, not right now. Mm. Just put it away. We'll get there. But for this moment, I cannot focus on anything else. Like you said, present, you have to be present in the moment. Um, It's necessary. It's absolutely necessary when on stage or teaching. I can't phase out when my kids are working up there. I have to stay focused on them. And, you know, when I'm at home with my kids, that's something that I should be doing as well. You know, so that's, that's a little bit harder. Yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) I'm curious, like, is it, how does it affect like your personal mindset? Like, is it, is, do you ever do that same thing for you? Like, instead of dealing with an issue that you're having yourself, mm-hmm. do you say not right now? Absolutely. Right. I'm really good at that. Yeah. 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 It's not a great skill to have. Yeah. But I'm really good at, I like to stay positive, but mm. it's not always the best route to go. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you do have to sit in the muck for a little while. Right. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like to be down for a long period of time and. You know, as my creative partner probably knows, I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. There's there's moments, and we talk about that with each other. Like sometimes we have funks, mm-hmm. but you know, getting that out, it's sort of like I just I want to be over that. Right. I want to I want to get to the happy again yeah. and see the positive again. Do you feel like in in the process of like adopting all these characters and different things, do you ever like kind of like lose yourself, like figure it? who you are, what you're about, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, cause I've, I've seen like different documentaries where other actors talk about like the method know, acting. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, I completely lost who I was and had to reintroduce myself. No. no, no, I can't do that. Okay. No. Um, I think I learned a little bit early on in college that the, the negative way of going about something is to use it quote unquote. And that's, that's something that we've learned over generations of trauma mm. for actors of bring up your junk and use that on stage. But then you've got all this junk that nobody's dealing with and nobody can, a theater director can't help you out with that. So it's while we might connect to aspects of the character, no, it's not me. I'm not playing me on stage. It's, that's not healthy. So you're, okay, let's say, let me put a scenario out there and say like, you're, you're dealing with something really traumatic right now. Let's, let's say, right. We're we're setting the scene. Please don't, but yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to, but yeah. We're setting the scene. So what, Give, give, you know, let's say there's a mom out there listening to this that mm-hmm. is, you know, um, struggling with everything, mm-hmm. right? And they're going through all of the problems and things like that. Are there anything like tricks that a quote unquote regular person that doesn't have mm-hmm. the ability to shut it off mm-hmm. that they could use to um, re-engage mm-hmm. with what they're going through and yeah. to see it from a different light, to be a better mm-hmm. storyteller. Is mm-hmm. there, are there some tricks that you can kind of sum up one or two? That- Any, anything creative, right? Um, whether that is something artistic or something, just writing it down, writing ideas down. And I, I know for me, a lot of times it's like, I would, 
when I, when I am going through hard things, it's like, gosh, it'd be cool to have a play about this. It, it shouldn't happen. But thinking of how that would play out with different scenarios and that sort of thing, but just writing it down, moving. It's kind of like raising kids, change this, change the scenery, right. move things around. Like things are rough here, get in the car and go somewhere else and then deal with it in a different setting. Right. It's sometimes just changing it up a little bit, get out in nature. I think that's a problem that non-creatives get stuck mm-hmm. in is they think that if I'm not creative, mm-hmm. then creativity doesn't exist in me. And and I, totally I agree does. with you a hundred percent. It's, it's, and I think, how much do you think that is rooted down to like what it's like to be a kid, mm-hmm. you know, cause a kid can be present. Mm-hmm. Um, adults can't be, nope. um, we're told and, not to be right. Right. Yeah. Cause you're hit all the time with, mm-hmm. with, with stuff Yep. always. And none of the stuff we're getting hit with, especially now is good stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and comparison and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there a process that you go through while you're auditioning in that comparison stuck in like that oh shit i've been on six auditions like what am i doing wrong does that ever does that all the time yeah a- acting is constant rejection um i remember there was a period where my husband was applying for new jobs and it was it was a nightmare because now that everybody's working from home the playing field gets a little more leveled mm. and more people can apply for more jobs because it doesn't matter where you are anymore um, so he was just receiving rejection. I remember one day he said, it's so hard to be rejected. And I I couldn't say anything. So I'm like, I know, because it's constant right. where you have to look at yourself. And that's that's been me the last 20 years auditioning for productions. It's like, what did I do wrong? Mm. Most of the time, it's not me. Um, and I try to tell that to other actors because I wish I would have learned this 20 years ago rather than getting no, 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 and then stepping back for a while and going, oh, I can't do it. But <laughs> it's that's not the case. Right. It's just that it's hard for us to accept the fact that we're not right for something in particular. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Whether it's – and again, like I said, I'm trying to pass that on to, to my students now is like just keep going because there's something else out there. Not this, and that's okay. Right. I remember there was, there's been a couple auditions and I, I will reach out to the director afterward, like, Hey, what can I do better? Just for me. And every time it's been, you did great. It just wasn't what we were looking for. Mm, yeah. Which is not easier to hear, but it's also kind of like, Oh, okay. Right. right. And I auditioned, I, I joined a talent agency during COVID cause there was no theater stage acting going on. Best thing I could have done. Because it's it's sometimes weekly auditions. I go in, I do the thing, and as soon as I'm walking down the stairs, I don't think about it anymore because it's so completely out of my hands. Right. I could be too tall, too short, too young, too old most of the time. Yay. Um, just the look and whatever the sound is, what they're looking for, it might not be me. And that's okay because right. someday I will be the right one. Right. I wonder what part of growing up, around parents that are doing that mm-hmm. plays in your ability to do that now because yeah listening to you say that it it's it's really cool because a lot of times i in talking with other people they talk about their fears mm-hmm. and you sound like somebody that's really cool with leaning into your fears to, mm-hmm. to find out the not heights not heights oh no 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 <laughs> no you want to see me flip out that's where you put me heights yeah mm-hmm. what, what about heights I, I am also, but yeah, I, I fell off the yours. roof okay. about nine years ago. Yeah. Stupidly, yeah. I used to teach people ladder safety, mm. and I decided to go up on the ladder by myself, which is a big rule. That's a no-no. Yeah, and it went whoop, and I went with it. And I think from there, it's sort of like 
I don't want to be that far off the ground anymore. Yeah. But it's almost, it's crippling in moments. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Because it didn't used to be like that. Yeah. I used to love heights. Yeah. Sit on the roof and hang out and yeah. So it stinks mm. gaining a new fear, I guess. Is it, do you think that's rooted in like the story you tell yourself about the heights? Like getting up on that ladder or climbing this thing, I'm going to fall so it's safer to stay down. Probably. Yeah. Pro- I remember one of the worst was I took my eldest kiddo to the penitentiary and I couldn't go out in the cells. Mm. And it was me saying, you are fine. Right. You cannot fall. Couldn't do it. My hands were sweating. Yeah. I just could not bring myself. And my poor kid was like, mom, just come on. Yeah. He's like, I didn't have my anxiety medication. <laughs> I cannot do this. But it's embarrassing. Right. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I think there's there's something in me that I don't like to appear weak. Okay. Or vulnerable. Right. And when those moments happen, it's just, I just want to crawl inside myself and go away from that. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. That's interesting because like that you're, you, you make a living off of teaching people how to. Sure do. Isn't that great? their vulnerability. <laughs> so what, uh, kind of around that same idea, like, so in, in leaning into your vulnerabilities and stuff like that, what is it that you are looking to pull out of somebody mm-hmm. and is that your avoidance of dealing Working with on you <laughs> probably like, you know, I'm really great at, of, you know, I, I'm getting better, I guess, at taking my own advice, but mm. being really mm-hmm. good at giving everybody else. Yeah. And it's typically rooted in what, you know, I wished for myself. Right. Right. And I wonder how much of that for you serves in your, is it the enjoyment you're going to have coaching based off of having, helping somebody, get that moment mm-hmm. or your own gratification of you dealt with your own stuff. No, it's, it's totally on them. I mean, right. the, the joy that comes out of it most of the time is just seeing the confidence grow. Mm. And that's probably what I want most for anybody I work with is like, it doesn't matter how well you do, because again, you may not fit the part and there's nothing we can do about that, but to see somebody grow in their own confidence and that's so much of what I do is just ask them, how do you feel about that? Hmm. Tell me how you feel. And then I'll tell you how I felt about it. But you're doing great. I'm really proud of you. And I try to tell that to every student. I'm really proud of you. I'm so proud of what you're doing. That's, and I am. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not fake at all. But it's the idea of just hearing somebody say, I'm really proud of you is, to me, is huge. Yeah. So I try to throw that as much as I can. Not asking for it right. in return. But it's just, you know, you, you need to know that I'm really yeah. proud of you. Yeah. You're doing really good things. That's awesome. Yeah. When was the first time that you felt that for yourself? Um, I mean, in life, I don't know. There's a lot of that with performing. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard having performing parents, mm-hmm. especially my mom. I am f- almost 43, and I still don't want to sing in front of my mom because mm-hmm. she's just so good. But it's it's hearing the parents say, "I'm proud of you," mm-hmm. and I know that they are. But it's getting into something like performing doing kind of what they did mm-hmm. and knowing they're seeing beyond all of the coaching and all of the things that I could have done better because they know that stuff, but right. just, they're just proud. Right. There's nothing like making your parents proud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and do you find that having that feeling on stage, mm-hmm. what's it feel like once all of that goes away and you're back to just you, do you carry that into? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Um, 
of course, a lot of us deal with the post-show depression mm-hmm. because it is such a high. Right. You know, you're you're getting up in front of a ton of people who are applauding you. Right. They came to watch you. They came right. to shut off their traumas and their difficulties for two hours and watch a different world happen in front of them. Right. That's the beauty of theater and of acting. But it ends. You know, the curtain comes down and then you have to go right back to where you were. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Do you find it's the same sort of thing in, in life as, as you get to each new evolution, yeah. right? Yeah, um, I do. I think that's why I constantly am looking for the next great thing. Mm. There's a there's a line in, in Hamilton, you'll never be satisfied. And I don't I, I don't mean that in a negative sense, but I'm constantly like, okay, all right, what's next? What are we doing now? What are we going? Right. Which I spin a lot of plates because of that. But I love what I'm doing. So right. it's it's hard to stop. I don't sit. Yeah. I don't like to sit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting now, but yeah, <laughs> we are sitting now. <laughs> We're sitting. Yeah. For those that can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it, I'm a plate spinner as well. And mm-hmm. you know, what I've kind of noticed about myself is I spin them because I'm typically, um, unorganized, uh, not so much in what I'm trying to get to, mm-hmm. but in my own, like digesting what I'm yeah. trying to accomplish mm-hmm. inside my head. Mm-hmm. Right. And projecting on the outer world. Hmm. what I want to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just fascinated by this idea of how you've kind of mastered this ability to put out there, but then also this inner part to be able to or, uh, put everything into this little bucket mm-hmm. about like how you're able to do those things. And I just wonder like if maybe it's a skill you've developed that you haven't been able to figure out or you don't realize it's actually, there's a lot of value. Um, yeah. But I guess like what, what's a time in your life where you would say something was completely impossible, mm-hmm. but then somehow you found it in you to, to break that or somebody's told you or, you know, whatever situation mm-hmm. where it seemed like there's no way in hell I'm going to get on the other side mm-hmm. of this. Like what, tell me what you, how you were able to manage that, what, how, what got you through wow. it, you know? Oh gosh. I'm like going through the the pathways and canals in my brain trying to figure this one out. That's a hard question. Um, I am very thankful to say I haven't been through a lot of mm-hmm. trauma um, or a lot of difficulty. There's, I, I wouldn't, things have not been easy by any means, right. but there's a, there's been a couple moments of, of getting cast in something that I I never thought I would work in professional theater. Mm. Never thought I would be on TV. I never thought I would be teaching. Never thought I'd be directing a full-length production, and I, and I am. So I think it's all of these things of I can never do this, or I couldn't now, that I couldn't do that. There's a lot of those moments. Right. Um, and it, it, ah, there's just so many people in my life that make that impossible for me to do mm. that. If I ever say, oh, no, I could never do that. Yeah, that means I probably will. Right. And if something scares me a lot, it's like, oh, well, I probably should be doing that. Right. That's important. So. Well, that's a huge skill, so you know. <laughs> it's scary. It is I'm scary. scared to death right, right now, but yeah. Right. And I think that's I think that's an important thing for everybody to understand is that, yeah. you know, inside your fears, mm-hmm. typically, lies a version of you that you've kind of been looking for all yeah. along, right? Yeah. And I think that uh, while we go through those stories of our lives and mm-hmm. We spend so much time acting yeah. that we don't really kind of get to know who right. we really are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, 
and I know we're, we're, we're getting close to the time limit, so I don't want to keep you too long. So that way we can, I work here. Yeah. But you're, so the, the, my, my big question that I kind of reserve is, mm. um, now I'm scared. Yeah. Let's pretend. Okay. You're, I mean, you sh- this should be good for you, right? Okay. Uh, you can still pretend. Sometimes I talk to adults and like, I don't know how to pretend. Uh, That's you can a pretend, problem. right? Let's tell them so to let's come pretend to me. that we have a time machine. <laughs> okay. And you can go back to any point in your life hmm. and give yourself a power up. Mm-hmm. What what point in time would you go back and what would you say and why? That's great. You should, you should ask people that question. Oh, you see me stalling. This is great. <laughs> I think, honestly, I would I would want to go back to some time in my high school, college years mm-hmm. and hear, you're going to make it. Mm. This is going to happen. What you're doing now, it's going to work. Because there were, especially in that time, there were just a lot of downfalls and more rejections than I was ready for that I just kind of gave up on thinking that I would ever do what I'm doing now. So that would have been good to have started a little bit earlier as opposed to now I'm just kicking it in my forties. But yeah, yeah. and I don't regret anything and I don't, I don't want to go physically back to anything. I like to just keep moving forward. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be proud of yourself. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little more confidence in who I was. Right. So I would say that you're a success. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I think that's the the big part is I think everybody thinks that success is defined by how much cash you got or no oh, I certainly all don't have awards, that yeah. you know, stuff like that right <laughs> don't go into acting yes. if that's your goal <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute I thought we were oh, oh no yeah. no I'll tell you about a little strike that's yeah. yeah no I, it, it is amazing I I just want to like kind of again just let you know how much I appreciate you mm. playing a role in my life. Oh. Um, I know that we don't interact a lot, mm-hmm. but, you know, I really love the fact that there are people in my life that I can kind of see for a split second and mm-hmm. get um, that, like, little jolt from. Well, and you and do you're that one for of those me people. as well. And yeah. uh, it's really cool. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, your improv class was awesome. Gosh, so so, uh, so crazy fun. So Krista does a lot of classes, <laughs> obviously, from yeah. and, and all those things at Boxland mm-hmm. that you can check out. Is it uh, – What's the website? www.boxlandmedia.com. Yeah. And you can sign up for it. I mean, if you need a coach for anything. Like, except sports. Except sports. We need to make right. that very yeah. clear. And dancing. You and said dance, dance, no dance, dancing. No dancing. No dancing. Just have to watch YouTube videos. You can do Please some do dancing. That. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, I, I just want to thank you for thank taking you. this time. I know you're extremely busy. Um, I really appreciate you. Um, and, you know, just keep. Keep bringing that like shun- sunshine to everybody oh. and, and doing your thing because it's really amazing. <laughs> your jazz hands. <laughs> Yay. Oh, great. I danced on camera. <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah. You're amazing. Right. Thanks so much. Foxland Media. Think big.